This is Honest Math Chat. And this is episode 23 already. How can it be? Um, today we're talking all about checks for understanding in a student-centered classroom. I'm going to give you a ton of ways that you can check for understanding quick and easy and effectively. Let's get right to it. This is Honest Math Chat. I'm Mona of Mona Math, and I help elementary and middle school teachers find the joy in math, even if they don't identify as math people. On this podcast, we will chat about student-centered practices and how they can help you empower your students to love and retain their math understanding, even if they've struggled in the past or they don't see themselves as math people. Listen, I went from teaching straight from a curriculum I knew nothing about. Just getting students to check the boxes from one workbook page to the next, not even understanding what the multiplication symbol really meant myself. Two, creating a vibrant and intentional math classroom community. A special part of our day where students that previously had no math identity saw themselves as learners and makers of mathematics. Students in my class grapple and discuss to share and understand. They are eager and engaged and honestly pissed if we skip a day of math. All this happened because I started to implement student-centered practices. It's possible to plan math with the resources you have available to you without the extra headache. Imagine waking up and being excited to teach math because it feels creative and responsive to the needs of your students. And what will you even do when you see those smiles on their faces when they finally get it? Or they make tremendous growth on the year-end tests. Let's jump in and make this happen. And if you're listening to this right now in March of 2022, be sure that you are joining the free five-day challenge starting March 27th. It's titled Increase Student Engagement with Student-Centered Practices. Go to monamath.com slash challenge. We are going to work together for five days with actionable steps and resources to get your students engaged to end the year strong. Save your seat. It's at monamath.com slash challenge. I promise this is going to be a small investment of your time for big results. I can't wait to see you in the challenge. If we're going to use student-centered math instructional practices, there are a few things that we have to be good at. We have to be good at building classroom communities, at planning, at facilitating, and assessing, specifically checks for understanding. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Building a classroom community is the foundation of a student-centered math class. Knowing your students, establishing safety and belonging among them, and helping your students develop a mindset for learning and creating strong connections between students, yourself, and their families. A classroom community provides the safe foundation for the hard work of complex problems, challenging math tasks, and risk-taking that is essential to math class. You really have to know the end goal and the standards so that you know where you're going with your students. When you know the standards, you can understand how the standards build, and then you can differentiate for your students 
that are either above or below grade level standards. And you have to be good at facilitating learning, not telling and showing and doing, but providing the opportunities for inquiry, the workshop for students to tinker and discover, and then facilitating the debrief, the share, and the culminating conversation that solidifies and condenses the experience into understanding that can be replicated and called upon later in different problems. However, as facilitators, we have to be really good at knowing our students and identifying where they are along that trajectory of understanding. And then planning for that next nudge or question to encourage their growth. Checking for understanding is vital to student-centered learning. Checking for understanding allows you to know where your students are on that trajectory. Then plan for your next move to help them progress along the trajectory. And then plan for math tasks and experiences that can help support or extend your students' learning. You keep hearing me talk about trajectories, and I know that's a really odd word, but basically think about it like this. It's the building blocks of math concepts, starting at the most basic to the most advanced. Each building block builds on the previous one. You can't just have a tall tower, but you have to put each block one at a time on top of each other. And sometimes you can rapidly add blocks to the tower, building knowledge quickly, and other times it takes us a while to even add just one block. And we need a lot of support to get that one block placed just right. That's how I like to think about learning trajectories. And inside my teacher training program, it's a little sneak peek there, it's coming really soon. We will be breaking down the trajectories. We're going to talk about some ways, a lot of ways with templates and all sorts of coaching to help you plan for the trajectories so that you can help your students and meet their needs while also expertly moving them along that trajectory. Okay, so we're talking about checks for understanding today. So let's really break down what a check for understanding is. Basically, it's a way to check to see where students are at their level of current understanding at any point in the lesson. It's a formative assessment. It helps you gather data to use to form your next instructional move. In my student-centered classroom, I use checks for understanding to assess where my students are so I can ask another question and give a new or different or another prompt or problem. Or I can develop a a course of action to develop and support further. I feel that when you give students more freedom to explore and tinker, checks for understanding are even more vital. 
we might not have that workbook page right in front of us with right and wrong answers to look over the shoulder at. Instead, we need a way to check to see if students are understanding or making progress. You know, if they're picking up what we're putting down in the math discussion. Speaking of math discussions, if you haven't already grabbed the guide to engaging math discussions, it goes perfectly with today's episode. It's a guide with tangible and use today advice on how to engage every child in your math discussion or really any discussion. So I'll link to it in the show notes, but it's monamath.com slash discussions. So let's talk about how we can check for understanding. Number one, signals. It's one of my most favorite things. It allows for all students to participate without a word. A simple thumbs up, thumb in the middle, or thumb down, or a fist to five, meaning zero, one, two, three, four, five, and then you give students a prompt that will help you gather information about their understanding. From there, they will give you a signal and you'll look around the room and get a general sense of how the group is doing. Taking special note of those outliers. The kids that are on the, on the top, um, if no one else is there, right? If they're giving themselves a five and the rest of the class is giving them a two, themselves a two, or the students that are at zero or one or the thumbs down when most students' thumbs are up. Number two, cold calls. I know, I said it in a whole podcast about being student-centered and creating a safe classroom environment. I said cold call, but it works. Now, of course, you have to set this up with your students in the right way and be sure They all know that the reason you cold call, and you don't have to call it that, is because we all have our brains on. We are all responsible for thinking and sharing and sharing your in-process thinking. That's always okay. So I call on students randomly, and this helps me not like catch them not listening. It's actually never about that. It's always about finding out why they look disengaged. It's about what do they currently understand? What are they thinking? Why do they have that look on their face, right? What I actually find when I do cold calls is students that appear unengaged are actually engaged, Maybe it's because they already have it. They already get it. So when I call on them to share, it actually re-engages them. I can praise them for sharing their brilliant ideas so clearly, and that re-engages them in our learning. Okay, so once you've checked for understanding, then what? I love a a comeback to me moment. This is also sometimes called a catch and release. Basically, if you notice that many or the majority of the students are struggling, this is a good time to pull them back together to assess and refocus the efforts. I never want productive struggle to move into unproductive struggle. I also don't want our discussion to go off the rails completely. So in this instance, I'll say, okay, Come back to me. 
and they shift their focus back to me in which I'll give us a refocusing question. Something like, let's go back to noticing how Sarah added and Candace subtracted. Let's talk about that. Okay, go. And that helps us refocus. All right, number two, what do you do once you've checked for understanding and you're ready to do something about it? You conference. Once I've identified through my checks for understanding who's getting it or really thinks they are and maybe they're off base, I have chosen who I'm going to conference with and I go. I listen first and then I nudge and we can go into way more detail about conferencing and we will in that big new thing coming in just a couple weeks, the teacher training thing. However, the main point is to not take over the conference and be the director, but remain in the facilitator role. Give nuggets of information. Nudge, but don't just take over and start telling. That's when students' brains shut off. That's when they just start doing what we tell them instead of thinking. Give students ideas. Validate their ideas. Validate their thinking through facilitating. All right, number three, once you've checked for their understanding, use exit tickets. This is a great way to actually check how they did at applying all the things from the lesson, right? And get a final check of their ideas on paper. I don't use exit tickets every day, but it's a good practice to get a feel for where they're at in taking what they're thinking about and being able to get it down on paper. Lots of ways to gather data and compare it over time and help students reflect on their progress can happen through exit tickets. I actually did a whole research, an action research project on the effects on mindset and reflection practices when you teach students how to own their own data, like grades and exit ticket performance. And now I'm thinking I have another whole podcast episode in that. All right. Another and my final way of kind of checking for understanding is trust the process. And as they say, this phrase, I feel like it's around is Rome wasn't built in a day, right? Your students need time to develop their skills and understanding. Keep planning and providing high quality tasks and supporting their productive struggle through conferencing and keep checking for understanding. Your students are learning. Sometimes it's hard to see, but you have to trust the process. Don't take the steering wheel. They are learning to drive their own learning ship or boat or car or whatever you want to think of it as. And they have to make mistakes. They've got to get back on track and push the gas and drive at the speed that makes sense for them. They have to take the block and put it on the tower when they can do it. But you're right there to catch them in case of that car accident. And you're there to keep the car on the track, but let them drive. Keep checking in and keep reminding your students that you believe in them. 
And I want you to know that I believe in you. And this episode was full of ideas that I hope you can try tomorrow. And maybe it even feels like too much. But remember, there are always episodes here. And you can always come back when you're ready. But I urge you to take one small idea and give it a try. And if it doesn't fit today, try tomorrow. One small change can make all the change. You are amazing and you continue to impress me. This community of teachers that shows up to listen to this math podcast in the midst of all that is going on, you are amazing. Seriously, look in the rear view mirror at the next stoplight or open up your phone camera and look at yourself and tell yourself